You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. I'm joined today by Greg Miller, <gasps> Marty Sleeper, hey. Justin Davis. Scoop. This is, of course, IGN's video game talk show. We like to think of it as the view for video games. Yeah, I'm Whoopi. Uh, <laughs> I want to be Whoopi. <laughs> each, week, each week we get together and talk about all the big news that's happening in video games. Today we're going to talk about uh, Cliff Blazinski. Ooh. Formerly, the artist formerly known as Cliffy B. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about Xbox One digital prices maybe getting cheaper. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the state of the industry. But first, Ken Levine, creator of Bioshock. <laughs> a lot of, of pregnant pauses here. You set, up, set it up. I'm excited for yeah. you to tee off. <laughs> uh, says he is winding down, winding down yep. developer rational games. Mm-hmm. As you know it. Yes, as yeah. we know it. Yeah. Uh, laying off all but 15 of his staff, mm-hmm. making something totally different, a different type of game for him, smaller, downloadable games. Yep. What do we think this says? Does it, or does this say anything about state of the industry? I mean, Major first, developer. looking at, obviously, Bioshock Infinite, great game, sold four or five million copies, uh, also took seven years to make. Right. And uh, with a studio of over 100 folks, that's that budget, like, there's, that, it would be insurmountable for them to have made money on that game. Yeah, they needed that game to do better than it did. Yeah, they needed the game to do better than Bioshock 1, which just wasn't going to happen. So, um, the speculation is, we don't know. Like, the way that they couch this announcement is Ken Levine says he wants to make smaller games is what he wants to focused. do. Narrative focus, replayability. Um, I think what's more likely is that game didn't do well. 2K said, we got to shut this studio down. To, like, you can't say that game didn't do well. Well, not as well as they wanted it to do. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. But, I mean, Ooh, exactly lectures. what... That's, he, that's how he buries, okay. he buries Damon's in the share pile. <laughs> Damon can't get out. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying, I think that they did Ken Levine the courtesy of letting him break this news the way that he wanted to break this news that, you know, the game didn't make enough money to keep Irrational around and put them onto a new project. So the thing that sort of irked me about the, like, I think Ken Levine is a genius. I mean, System Shock 2, Freedom Force, Bioshock 1, Bioshock Infinite, amazing games. Uh, what kind of irked me is that the, the message from this blog post was more of, hey, be excited that me and 15... Uh, yeah. folks are going to be uh, making games as opposed to a hundred really talented people are now unemployed. I thought it was very, it was, you and I talked about this, yeah. how like, wait a second, like it's almost like a footnote at the very bottom of the announcement, yeah. though also a hundred people are losing Yeah, but it was nice to see, you know, Twitter kind of rally around. You saw, you know, Naughty Dog and yeah. Bioware and sure. 343, Epic. Epic, all these studios saying, hey, we're looking for artists, for programmers, mm-hmm. for, you know, everything. And it was nice to see, you know, journalists and, and you know, 
developers alike kind of rally around that. So. Right. Um, and I'm kind of excited in a weird way, like trying to look on the bright side that uh, a similar thing you know, happened with 2K Marin who made Bioshock 2. There was a big exodus and a lot of those folks ended up forming their own indie studios and making things like On Home yeah. and things like The Novelist and things like Eldrick. So if we can get five, six, seven rad indie studios out of these guys, that's kind of cool. I mean, there, I, I had a lot of conflicted emotions yesterday about it because yeah, there is the announcement that these people got laid off. But then, and this makes us sound totally desensitized, this happens all the time now, yep. right? Games ramp up, and they get all these people, and then boom, and it's yeah. over. Especially if you're going into pre-production on a downloadable game. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you can blame, whether it be Irrational or 2K, for wanting to limit the focus and wanting a smaller, leaner yep. studio to do this. It is a business. They're allowed to do that. And the fact that this happens so much, I don't have, I believe all those people who are like, I have Bioshock Infinite on my resume, won't struggle to find oh, jobs sure, in the sure. industry. Yeah. So then the other side of it is, is that, I think that we, you know, we we all love Bioshock Infinite. Everybody mm-hmm. has something to say positive about it. There's a lot of people who don't like it for or don't like parts of it, right? Yeah. Like, they, oh, the gameplay didn't work for me, or the story got out. Yeah, of it. yeah. I'd much rather see, you know, the brilliance of Ken Levine be able to boil down to a small four-hour experience that's yeah. a joy from start to finish, and I never go. Man, there's another George Washington robot again. (laughs) Oh, there's this guy. I'm just gonna skyhook around him for 30 turns until he's dead. Yeah, yeah. If they could trim the fat from uh, an experience like Infinite, that'd be amazing. Yeah, exactly. I don't think no one ever. When people talk about Infinite, and for maybe correct me if I'm wrong, for me in the room is different or knows it. Nobody's ever like, and the gameplay was so good. Andrew Goldfarb. Well, Goldfarb (laughs) drank all the vigors they sent him. (laughs) Looked at his hand. It was on fire. Actually, the, the gameplay didn't bother me. I I just preferred the front half of the game yep. more than the latter half. I think we've heard a couple times, we heard from the Last of Us DLC and uh, the Burial at Sea DLC that people loved it until the combat started. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because they're like, man, if this was just like a world you could run around run around in and explore and experience yeah. like a really tight, awesome story, that that but might I don't have know if been you can, If you can sell experience. that on a big level, I don't know if you can go to E3 and have a trailer just walking around. No, no, around. no, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, like for a certain number of people, if you were able to make something like that with a smaller yeah. team, like then suddenly it can start to I agree. I mean, for Gone, Home, for Gone Home was that breakthrough for a lot of people, right? Of like, yeah. you got to the end of the game, you're like, I didn't really do anything, yeah. but I really enjoyed that. And that was, like you're talking about with The Last of Us DLC, for sure, you're playing it and like, there's a long time without combat. You're like, this is awesome. Maybe they're all, oh, no, here's combat. Yep, and then yep, at yep. the very end of the game, like that very, like, oh, that last the rundown, I'm like, I, there was yeah. like, I did the patented screaming at the TV, pick up the controller, and pantomime <laughs> throwing it at the window, because you're just like, God damn it, I don't. Or a little bit. We do, yeah, I mean, he's cowering. <laughs> this is the thing about these publisher-funded games, is this is how it goes. Like, I'm sure there's maybe some people at that studio that were very surprised, but I think for the most part, like, when you're you know, a studio that gets funding from publishers and they haven't funded a new project. Right. Like, everyone there understands what's going on, right? Like that's, Hey, we're about to wrap up episode yeah. two. Yeah. Nothing yeah. else to do. Yeah. Nothing's in pre-production. You yeah. don't have, you know. And, well, and, let's, don't forget about Bioshock Vita now. Well, sure, sure, he sure. He held it yeah. up. He <laughs> held the unit up at E3. <laughs> Does this mean that's never coming? That absolutely it was never reason. coming. <laughs> <laughs> And I do. Hey guys, it took us seven years to make this game, and we're thinking about one day doing something for this handheld that I'm sure will well, be How amazing flop. would it be if the 15 <laughs> person game is just Bioshock on God, I would love it. And they added a new game plus, so that's the replay of it. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's awesome. Irrational has been around 17 years. Yeah. In that time, they've only made seven games. Yeah. So they, they work slowly. It mm-hmm. takes them a while. So I don't know, maybe this will allow, you know, making smaller games, maybe this will allow them to. Yeah, let's hope so. Crank out a few more. Yeah. A few more, yeah. more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this. Uh, we had a lot of different examples this generation of uh, games kind of taking far too long. Some games not even coming out. Last Guardian. Last Guardian. Duke you know, G- GTA is uh, one of those rare games that's yeah. able to. They're yeah, able yeah. to take seven years and. and yeah. I mean, I, I always talk about South Park, right? Yeah. Like, that was oh, the big geez. concern of, hey, why haven't we played this? Oh, it's never coming out. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, it's weird. Coming out. And then, it, then we went and played, and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. And now I'm ready. Wait, did you get the impression that it, it's? Will his new studio still be called Irrational, or is he going to change the name? I think it'll still be called Irrational. I Just by the way, he says Irrational as you know it, as opposed yeah. to saying Irrational is now closed. Oh, I guess, I mean, who knows? It's, yeah. It is just kind of a name, but I sort of took it the other way. It sounded like it was going to be a different thing inside 2K, yeah. and I don't know, I guess we'll or see. Or inside Take 2. Yeah, I made that mistake a thousand yeah, times yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But then the Bioshock license goes to 2K. We're going to be seeing a lot of Bioshock games. So okay, we have the car racing? That. Yeah, Bioshock car. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, you think that's an inevitability then? Yeah, Definitely I think uh, like we saw the turnaround with Bioshock 2, I think we're going to see, I bet, a Bioshock game in two years that's set in Columbia. Yeah. yeah. Who are we going to be? I don't know, Wooker. I want to be Hot Dog Vendor. 
<laughs> Who's guy, putting all my hot dogs I be the in guy. the toilet? I'm going to find <laughs> out. Who hides all the pineapples in the garbage can? <laughs> He's putting all that cake on dead bodies. Uh, the game was not great. <laughs> I thought it was great. I think it's a great game. Yeah. I had fun. 8.0 IGN. Um, anyway, as soon as we know more about uh, what the new Irrational mm-hmm. that we know is, yep. we'll definitely be talking about it here. Uh, now, I, I think this is a similar story. Cliff Blazinski. Dude huge. Cliffy B. <laughs> yeah. He recently made some comments. Yeah, I love this. I love this photo of him. Jesus. <laughs> what a good looking man. But he is. He is very he's handsome. Uh, he's very handsome. Seems very dangerous. Um, I like that he owns he owns his image these days too. He's like, yeah, you know, these are all things that I did. He doesn't try to like yeah, hide yeah, yeah, from yeah. it. He's like, awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's got a great attitude about it. Yep. Anyway, he, he made some comments recently in an interview. He's saying he's done with disc-based games. Mm-hmm. He will never make another disc-based game. Well, again. What was the exact quote? Do you have it? It was the exact quote disc-based is, games are the devil. <laughs> I'll never make another disc-based game for the rest, rest of my career. Yeah. Well, okay. That's his quote. Yeah. But I'm about to tra- change my career as you know it. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, making cart-based games. <laughs> he has been dropping some hints. He's apparently uh, been very inspired by this new PC game, Rust. Yeah. I know oh. some of the... Yeah. Uh, some of the, the editors here have been playing. Mitch is obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah, I played, I played a little bit. I, yeah. I, I didn't like it. I like it. You, play it? you don't like anything. You That's don't like Bioshock. Bioshock. You don't like Rust. He, he like, I want to play Hearthstone. Exactly. You <laughs> stuck the words right out of my yeah. mouth. I like Hearthstone a lot. I like Banished a lot. He started playing Banished, yeah. Um, well, what, tell us what Rust is. We're seeing it here up it on is. screen here. It's it looks, a screenshot. It's it an inventory <laughs> management system. It looks yeah. like Minecraft. It's like, yeah, it's like a Minecraft uh, sort of survival sim where you just thrust into the world. But uh, the big thing about it is the sort of PvP uh, interactions that you have with people. It's um, ruthless. It's permadeath. Yep. And so you can die in an instant, and when you die, you lose everything you yep. got. And so that's where the tension comes from. Is, yeah. uh, like these factions band together. Sort of like they don't need to have like other games. If they wanted people to play together, they'd be like, "Here's this guild system, yeah. or this clan system." But in this game, it happens on its own just because yep. it has to happen because you want to survive. Yeah, and some of the stories Mitch has when he comes yeah. in, just about the things that they did the night. Whoa, that sounded weird. Things they did the night. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. Like they're, yeah, they're just amazing. Like <clears throat> they hold people up and rob them, which you couldn't do in another video game yeah. because if you don't give them what they want, they're just going to kill you and yeah. they'll lose it anyway. It's so. that, that terrifying. There's this awesome video on YouTube, right, of this guy who's playing and he he holds people up. Because he'll sneak up on him and he's like, all right, get down, get down on your knees, hands behind your head, and they do it. And then he's like, now sing your national anthem or I'll kill you. <laughs> and the guys will sing their national anthem and he's go, he'll go, all right, good job, you're free to go. And he'll give them some stuff and walk. And if they don't, he will blow them away. It's like just this game of psychopaths. <laughs> so good. So fascinating just yeah. to watch. I do, I want to be clear that I played Rust and I understand like the potential of it, but it's another one of these games that's early alpha, it's mm-hmm. early access on Steam. And I just thought it was so early and clunky still that I just, I like the idea and how you make your own narrative, and I feel like it'll grow into something nice, but when I played it, it was too, I, I found it too rough to enjoy mm-hmm. yet. Too rusty. Too rusty. <laughs> too rusty. IGN.com, 9.5. Like that one's <laughs> really good. Anyway, Cliff is inspired by games like mm-hmm. Rust, he says. He wants to make a PC game that will allow him to have a closer relationship with players without publishers and the media yep. acting as a middleman. We hate, we hate the media. I'm not a big fan of the media. For sure. They suck. So I think this is connected to Ken Levine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cliff Wazinski leaves Epic Games mm-hmm. to go make his new PC game that he wants to be downloadable only. Yep. Ken Levine's making downloadable only games. Now, we've got people like David Jaffe yeah. You know, yeah. Le- leaving big AAA yep, yep, yep. disc-based games business to just do downloadable stuff. This is, it's, like, so we, we keep hearing about the, or the digital-only future. Yeah. When is it actually here, We're though? We're living in it. I know. Are we living in it now? I mean, I'm living in it now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I buy my PS4 games digitally yeah. and my Me Steam too. games. So. Me too. Yeah. I, mean, I think, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. We're not there totally. Sure. Like, uh, Target and Walmart aren't going away anytime soon, but uh, if you 10, 15 years from now, yeah, I think the majority of games will be bought online. And anyone who's like dabbled in Steam knows, like, holy crap, this is everything is so much easier and cheaper on here. Yeah, you so. dabble in Steam, and then before you know it, you have 400 Steam games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, the digital, like, the way that the game delivered is secondary to, like, the way that people buy it and play it and how and when they get access. And that, like, like Cliff said, that level of interaction with the fans. Like, mm-hmm. I know some people like Colin Moriarty and plenty of people, like he's the voice of a large audience of people that don't like Kickstarter. So you're putting money in for something and then maybe 18 months from now you'll get a game 
and like that, it doesn't maybe feel maybe right. Maybe thirty-six months from now, sure, you're exactly. <laughs> but the difference between that and Steam Early Access is you pay, you're part of it. Like in Rust, you're having a direct impact on the development yeah. of that game, and uh, Double Fine's doing that with yep, their, yep, yep. with Space Base. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if Cliff wanted to do something like that, like you can put something out way earlier than you would normally be comfortable, maybe even showing the press, yeah. and you're like, man. This isn't a beta in the way that like a lot of console first-person shooters are in beta, and it's really like a marketing tool. Wait like, a second. You mean my what? Titanfall comments aren't going to be taken to heart? <laughs> I mean, it's always been that way, right? Like, it's been like Halo and all the Call yeah. of Duties. Yeah. Like, it's a big marketing thing. But these are real true, like, man, this game's going to crash. It will have problems, but we want you in it, like, helping mm-hmm. us make it. And then the people that do buy that early, you know, fund the development of the second And they talk about it, and they drive, and they beat, and they, you know, they say that, like, this is something we own, and this is why you need to play it. You know, like, that's why Mitch won't shut up about it. That's part of Minecraft's success. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's that's a huge part of Minecraft's success. Also the blocks. People People love the blocks. Attack the block? Yeah, that's okay. oh. I think the bigger part of all this, right, is just the fact that by going digital and making smaller games, you eliminate all the BS that comes with being a yeah. game developer, right? Sure. Or to be an epic or to be an irrational sure. yeah. where some suit who doesn't know nothing about art comes <laughs> in and tells you, no, Elizabeth's got to be a brunette and you beg and you plead and they don't listen. <laughs> now you get to do whatever you want. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And you can give it to the consumer if they don't like it, if, especially if it's green light, right? You can change it or you can yeah. stick to your guns. Exactly. It gives you the creative freedom to do what you want. It also, just the margins on making video games are really tight. Like it's sure. hard to make a profit and when you cut out all those middlemen and when you sell a $30 game and you get mans. $30 from it or, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. Steam's cut is. Like you only have that one middleman instead of several. Um, it can make it a lot easier to make you know make a profit with a small team in a small game. Yep. Mega Man 11, Mega Man versus Middle Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like that. So you used to have you know a game made by a hundred people mm-hmm. that needed to sell ten million copies to make a profit, and now you can have ten games made by ten people each that only need to sell you know a tenth of the number of copies to oh, make a profit. And like, a lot of math there. Yeah. But it's like, it, it works out the same in the end, except that consumers get like smaller focused titles that are exactly what a smaller group of people want, right. rather than some huge game that's like, you know, maybe 80% what you want, mm-hmm. but then there's some parts of it that you didn't like. Like, like Bioshock Infinite? Exactly, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly like Bioshock yeah. Infinite. A lot of our stories are related today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cliff mentions Minecraft. He says, there are two lessons people have not learned from Minecraft. Get the game out there and build it. Some ki- I, think that, I think those are the two things. Get the game out there <laughs> and build it. Some kid will put out a video, players will teach each other, you don't need the press A to jump button. Yeah. Right, right. Sure. I don't know if I strictly, like I think one of Minecraft's shortcomings is that you can't, that game can't stand on its own. You have to play it with a wiki open next to you or you'll never figure out the crafting recipes and stuff. Well, not anymore, right? I mean, like, that's the whole thing with them when they finally, like, I'm on similar to what you're doing with Rust, right? Yeah. Like, when Anthony originally, years ago, showed me Minecraft and tried to get me to play it, that was the turnoff to me of, like, I don't have time for all this. But when it came to PlayStation 3, mm. it's that polished console version where I open up my crafting and it shows me everything I need yep. to get. Yeah, the PC version, I don't think is still quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because the PC, I mean, that's PC people are smarter than console people. Sure. And they're also having, I, I'm, I'm pointing it out like, oh, this is some problem with the game, but it's selling better than ever. So don't sure. listen to, to any advice that I have to give to you. Listen to this sweater advice. Though. Thanks. This is nice. Yeah. Where did you get this ensemble? Uh, the Native American store. <laughs> it looks Native American. It know. does. Yeah. Is that real? No, I, no, no, I no. believe you. I think, I think <laughs> I got Urban Outfitters. Oh, okay. Thanks for noticing. Which is yeah, kind of a Native American store. <laughs> it's Native uh, to America. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do we think about this quote? He says, the whole old guard... Where you get a Game Informer cover and an E3 reveal is dead. He says, I never, I'll never make another disc-based game for the rest of my career. And at E3, they're trying to woo buyers from Target and Walmart, he asks incredulously. Now we can be, you know, let's be honest here, Game Informer is a competitor of ours, like, right? Yep. Like, d- what I'm saying is, uh, I don't think it's quite dead yet because we still compete with Game Informer. Sure. And they get a lot of big reveals on their covers. Like, if that's I ever still see- very valuable to people. If I ever see Tim Turry again, I'll kill him. Yeah. That's how, that's how seriously I take <laughs> yeah. the blood feud between us and Game Informer. Um, that's why they're in the Midwest. <laughs> they're terrified <laughs> of that coast. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with that. You know, the, the landscape is changing. Uh, not we're that you're be heading cool. there. I don't think it's dead. No, yeah. no, 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 no. No, but I mean, we're absolutely, the tides are shifting, and, and with your sort of, with double A development gone now, and you see triple A studios are, are you know, yeah. few, few and far few. between now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, budgets have to be smaller. Like, it's it's less important to have NBC cover your game or CNBC cover your game during E3 as opposed to having PewDiePie play it online. Right. Like, you get. A big I still audience think. And... I mean, like, I think 
what he's talking about is somewhat true, but I think it's just that the dynamic's shifting, right? Like, I think sure. you see that a lot with IGN, even the fact that, you know, we're no longer, not, we're not necessarily the people who are first out of the gate now to tell you about how great a game is. So lots of times you tell us how great a game is, and then we get to go showcase it to yeah. a brand new group of people who grow the audience Absolutely. and create about yeah. that one. I mean, I think it's totally true. Like, Minecraft didn't succeed because anything IGN had to say about it. Yeah, sure. And, you know, there's lots of other games like that. You know, lots of other early access stuff on Steam doesn't need anybody to say anything about their game. People just, a few people will be willing to check it out, and then it grows, you know, slowly from there. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be a game would sell, you know, it's a tale, right? Like, it would have a huge number of sales in that first week or month, and then less and less and less and less. Now you can see the opposite happen. Right. Like, a few people check it out, they're like, this is rad, and then it grows and grows and grows. Yeah. Um, you look at things like League of Legends and Dota. Yep. Like those never had Game Informer covers or yep. big E3 press conferences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's true of those types of games. Like, if you have a game that's publisher-funded, big-budget, AAA game, you know, you still need to play sort of the traditional game by, you know, talking to folks like IGN and Game Informer and whoever else. Like, that's just the nature of the business. The budgets sure. are too high. Gone Home will be Discover. Twisted Metal will not be. Mm. I discovered this little game. It's got this weird. You're an ice cream man. I don't know seen, you ever seen this song? Nobody cares about this game. We'll stop talking. Oh. <laughs> 9.0 IGO. Didn't sell any copies. Weird. <laughs> Who was that? I know. Yeah. I That's Ryan Clements. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he reviewed it. That's the Ryan Clements voice. They uh, like Neepy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, developers keep telling us they're going digital. Yeah. But one of the major complaints is that digital games, like on consoles, uh, aren't cheaper than physical games. People don't like paying the same amount. Right. right? Uh, games on demand on Xbox mm -hmm. are, have been typically the same price as they are at retail. Microsoft says it is experimenting with uh, lower prices of games on demand. Yeah. Leading up to upcoming downloadable content for Rise, mm -hmm. Son of Rome, they've discounted the game... Games on demand version of the game to what is it? Yeah, thirty nine ninety nine, yep. forty bucks, usually sixty dollars. Now, I, <laughs> I got, there's a couple of things that give me pause here. Uh, one of the guys uh, at Microsoft says a lot of people ask for better deals, deals on our digital marketplace. We're testing some. This price, forty dollars, says that's far better than the used price at GameStop and others. Go digital. What he says? That's what he said. Yeah. But I looked up, the price for the used game at GameStop is $38. <laughs> That's smart, dude. What's he talking about? So there's that. Yeah. Also, I don't understand, you know, people, they're calling it an experiment. Let's lower the price and see what happens. Yeah. Like, I what, hypothesize people will enjoy it. I know. Like what, yeah. what's it'll, their, it'll move more units and you discount the price. What's yeah. their gauge of success? Obviously, more people are, are going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's because the whole thing with them is, is, you know, they make a huge profit out of selling games digitally for full retail price because right, you, yeah. you don't pay for the actual production yeah, costs. Yeah, you know, no box, no yep. printing, no um, So, you know, I'm sure they don't want to lower the price, but, you know, if, if, if at the end of the day you're going to move a lot more units by, you know, if you get home, you have a choice between downloading, you know, Halo 5 for 50 bucks online or buying it for 60 at the store, like, I think a lot more people are going to be downloading it. Yeah. I think, I, I do think it's partially that. I also think it's protecting their retailer relationships. Yep. Um, you know, we don't know what those, you know, behind closed doors conversations look like, but I promise you that, you know, even though Cliffy B's right that the buyers from Walmart and Target aren't as important as they used to be, they still represent hundreds of thousands of units that will be in Target stores all over the country. Yep. And if you anger them by saying, we're going to undercut you on day one, mm -hmm. if day one digital is going to be cheaper than retail, yeah. I think there's partnerships in place that, you know, prevent them from from doing some of the yeah. discounting that they might be willing yeah. to do. Plus, like games, uh, GameStop should be very scared of this. Yep. I mean, the fact that for if you can get a game cheaper day one, and then you can never sell it back. Yeah, but it's like GameStop huge. has leverage too by saying, "Hey, then we're not going to stock as many copies of your game," and then that's harmful. To we're their not. Gonna, yeah, we're like, not going to put your console out there for people to buy. We're yep. going to put PlayStation in front of it. That, yep. that, 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 that. It, it becomes this whole poisonous thing for everybody. It has potential to do that, um, even though it is better for the consumer. So it's like some of these things that seem like no brainers are like, "Yeah, man, like offer discounts." Like. There are some moving parts here that are a little bit more complicated. Yeah, but I mean, it's so far behind Steam. When you look at Steam, yep. like that's for sure. And that's where consoles need to. The get. thing is, Steam had nothing to lose. Like they don't give a shit. Yeah. So it's like they'll just, uh, you know, they don't have retail partners that they're trying to appease, and so it's like they're not stuck in this, in between this rock and this hard place, like the console makers are that need the Xbox One to be sold in these big box stores. Mm -hmm. For now, Steam box coming this year. Yeah. All 15 of them. Yeah, well. <laughs> Arranging prices yeah. from $100 to cheap seven grand. Yeah. I'm so interested to see how that all shakes out. It's yeah. such a weird... I still don't know who they're for. Yeah, confusing yeah. thing. Yeah. 
I do think the Xbox sales are nice. I mean, I don't own an well, Xbox One yet. I'm going to get one soon. And when I do, you know, yeah, I mean, I would totally consider picking up some of these games on the cheap. Um, or, like, that it becomes a more viable alternative for price-conscious consumers than buying used games. Um, the used games business is... Like, I understand it, I get it, because people need to save money, but it is harmful to the video game industry as a whole. And so, um, you know, buying $40 new digitally or $40 used at retail, yeah, I mean, $40 digitally, I think, makes a lot more sense. Okay. That Rise Son of Rome downloadable content is out on February 28th. That's the last day of the month. Oh, my God. It is. There's only 28 days in February. Suck it, leap year. Mark your calendar, everybody. Or is it a leap year? I don't know how leap years work. Okay. Okay. Uh, GDC is coming up soon. Yeah. That's the Game Developers Conference. It's a big deal here. I'm there, excited. Francisco. Yeah. It's always a really fun week. I, I go to the W and I get yeah. drunk every night. Yup. <laughs> You've exposed the secret. <laughs> I don't think it's much of a secret. No. Literally everyone is going to be drunk at the, the w. w. Literally. But people have pointed out, like, if there was ever, like, a bomb that went off in the W bar during GDC week, wow. the we entire set, video game industry <laughs> would be wiped out. Decades. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway. Poland would become that leading developer country. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all Witcher games. Uh, GDC just hold its second annual State of the Industry uh, poll. They poll everyone that attended the previous year's GDC. So, so mostly developers. They polled 26. It's all developers. They mm-hmm. polled over 2,600 North American developers. To ask them questions like, on which platforms do you anticipate your next game will be released? So it gives us interesting data. Unsurprisingly, far and away, the most popular platforms remain PC and mobile devices. Because mm-hmm. that's where the barrier to entry is the lowest. Sure, yeah. right. everyone is one of those. But we're talking about consoles. PlayStation 4 is uh, oh. the leading console. With about 20% of developers polled uh, saying they plan, on, they plan on the next game coming to PS4. Yeah. Why is this? I like this B-roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is, everybody. In case you didn't know what a PS4 looked like. PlayStation 4. We should have like animated or just like drawn in developers. It's all off the shading. What do you think the B-roll should be? Nothing. Just Marty. Just I want to slow yeah. zoom on Marty. <laughs> I told Aransky they could, just us is enough. He, he wants to. He wants to cover us up. He's you know what else he wants? Probably what? another kid. He didn't screw up his life bad enough. <laughs> you know how many next-gen consoles he owns? Not that many. He's got a kid. This, this guy's having a he's kid. Know. He thinks Great. he's buying Xbox Ones. He ain't buying Xbox Ones. He's buying formula and diapers. You know what? I thought having a kid was just a big party. Nope. No? Nope. It, like the, you got a party what? right beforehand where you're about to have the kid. Yeah. And then it's 18 years of living nightmares. <laughs> you mean I'm not just going to be the happiest man on earth nope. with just all this free time to yeah, play yeah. Rise, Son of Rome for I want Everybody put, the, I want you to put a bookmark on this one as a time capsule, and then a year from now, look at it just Yeah, he's just like disheveled. Yeah, like you're going to see me on Gamescape in six months just haggard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have like any talking Scars. points in order. <laughs> Some anyway, stains on my shirt. The PlayStation 4 is currently the most popular console with developers. North American developers, yeah. apparently. Xbox One's not far behind with 18%. But they're they're pretty close. Why? How about how about? <laughs> I just wanted to see what this B-roll was. I don't know. They, and that was planned. <laughs> shame. <laughs> that was planned for when we were talking about E3. That's what I thought that was going to be used because um, that was a deal. I just hope at some point you mentioned like, oh, last night I had a cookie. It's <laughs> <laughs> a baby. <laughs> Oh my god, if he could, if, if he could put his baby in on, on the fly, that'd be the best thing. He's like world. searching Facebook right now, trying to pull baby photos. <laughs> They're writing messages to us in B roll and putting it up. <laughs> Fuck you, Greg. <laughs> we're, we're trying to talk about the state of the I'm industry. I'm sorry, the yeah. state of the industry. This is, the state of the industry is hilarious. It's right strong. <laughs> I like how we start off 100 people lost their jobs, and now we're just laughing. Uh, we don't like Did that. You find, Did you find was there a Wii U number? Oh yeah, that's funny. Too. Is anyone excited to make games for the Wii U? Four percent of developers <laughs> are planning to release their next game on the Wii U, which is very close to what it was last year. The, and those were all Nintendo employees. <laughs> 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 what, what, what's awesome is that they couldn't, they can't hear it on our mics, but I heard them laugh behind the wall before they brought them that beer roll. <laughs> laughing. Like anyway, uh, did you find the stats from last year? That's what I was saying. I didn't. I, okay. I, I, I was able to find some of them. The, the Wii U stats are virtually unchanged. Yeah. yeah. Very, very few developers. So it's basically. If no one is playing their next game to come to the console, it just means that, like, over the next year, 
the, the situation on the Wii U is not going to improve. Nope. Uh, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers. It will yeah. improve. First party situation is fine. Yeah. Nintendo is rad yeah. first party games. Just, yeah. just, no, just, no. The third party situation is not going to improve. Nope. I'm, I'm, I'm of two minds. Think. On the one hand, it's like that console is totally host, right? Like, this show, like no, one's, no one's made any games for it. No one's going to make <clears> any games for it. But no one buys a Nintendo console for anything but Nintendo games anyway. So it's like, this that's is my, why... Is, like, is this, the, this is the third Nintendo console yeah, in a sure, role sure. where the third party support has been lacking. Yep. Is, why are we surprised? Why, why is this still a deal? I mean, it, it's gotten severely worse. Yeah, like GameCube had, uh, GameCube had Resident Evil 4, <laughs> GameCube had Zack and Wiki. No, that was Wii. Oh, well, I was, I was uh, referencing his. Oh. In it. But yeah, I'm not saying there's never any third sure. party support. It's just, it's gotten, this is like new lows. You got Arkham City armored edition, so. <laughs> Mass God. Effect. Yeah, Mass yeah. Effect. That was right. Yeah. No, I think, I don't think the Arkham City is coming out. Anyway. No, it did. The first the DLC is not coming out. Oh, DLC, that no, was like, yeah. The, 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 the Wii doesn't know what the internet is. I know. <laughs> beep, boop, boop. So, like, the developers' levels uh, for the last-gen consoles, 360 and PlayStation 3, are right, are just slightly above Wii U. So, like, that's where the Wii U is right now. It's, it's a last-gen console. Minds, it's like a last-gen console. Okay. And there's a, that's their level of interest. Does that have handhelds on it, just out of curiosity? Yeah. Uh, 7% for Vita, so okay. not a lot of yeah. Same story, right? Making yeah. Vita games. Where's that? 3DS, though. Whoa! 1.9%. Thank the, you, Mike. That's the old DS. That's not even that's the 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> he, spoiled. <laughs> he spoiled my joke. My joke was going to be a half of a percent of developers polled are planning to bring their next game to the DS. Jeez. There it is! Yes. Hey, that's, that's incredible. That's what games are coming out for the DS? <laughs> People probably some, got. They probably got. They didn't confused. know the difference. That's, that's a margin of error. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised Half 3ds is that low. That console's finally taking off. I know the 3ds is doing really so well. So the Vita stats way higher. Only two percent of developers polled are making the game for 3ds. Wait, I'm sorry. Was that? When was this poll? Is this the new one? Or this the is one the from, new one. This is the new one. It's but GDC hasn't happened yet, so I'm trying. I'm confused. Everybody who went last poll, year yeah. got polled through the email. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And the, yeah, they have email. their email database of people who attend GDC. Um. That's interesting. I'm surprised. Like usually, you see like, oh, that console finally caught on. All right, let's spin up a few games. But like, it's interesting that that doesn't look like that's happening for the 3DS. Especially but, since the 3DS is doing so much better than Vita. It was the best-selling video game hardware in 2013. Mm-hmm. And the in the United States, that now I'm, gonna, I'm I'm timidly coming out of my gopher that. hole to talk for a second. <laughs> but isn't the, the games that I remember us all talking about for the 3DS? We're also first-party ones, mostly. Brave yeah, New a lot, Fault, obviously a lot of, not. A lot of Japanese games. Fire Emblem, yeah. sure, but I'm talking about like Luigi's Mansion, Mario yeah. Kart. Like Fire Emblem's Nintendo. Okay, there you go. See. Yeah, but a lot of, I mean, these are, the, the great 3DS games are, are predominantly Japanese developed, yeah. which I, they said these were all North American developers, correct? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay, so, so there is that. Yeah. Wait for that Fallout DS. Fallout. And I don't know if I said these numbers to put this into perspective. If 20% of developers are planning to bring their next game to the PS4, 50% are bringing their next game to mobile platforms, and 52% are bringing their games to PC. So like, oh. that's, that's the divide mm-hmm. yeah. between consoles and PC and mobile that's games. Crazy. <clears throat> uh, sure, like, there's definitely value in those stats, but the flip side of it is GDC does tend to attract like, a lot of indie devs and stuff like that. Like A big studio sure. might send like, one or two dudes from the whole studio mm-hmm. yeah. that are like, their representatives. So it's like... Mobile games are huge. They're still getting huger. It's such a democratic platform. Huger. It's easy to make games huger. from. More huger. <laughs> but I do think that that stat, it doesn't mean like 50% of all game developers are just making mobile games. Sure. Like, it's, it's that GDC audience. Fun with numbers. Yep. And we, we, we hear a lot about Kickstarter, but only 11%, 11, only 11% of respondents uh, had used crowdfunding as a monetary resource for that's the That's sort of surprising. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a really big number. Yeah. Oh, you thought a limit? I thought it sounded kind of small, just because Kickstarter seems so big. It seems like everybody. But out of like everybody, out of yeah, out of just started. game developers, period. Yeah. I hear a lot when we did we did an indie game day where I came in and had like <clears throat> twelve or fourteen developers demo the game for like five minutes, this like trial by fire thing, and we did it all live. And in like small talk before and after, over and over again, I heard like, yeah, like we ran a successful Kickstarter, and now we're following through. Like it's funding and marketing, like yeah. rolled up all in one. Mm-hmm. Um, I just heard that a lot. Like, yep, our Kickstarter got off the ground just great, and now we're sort of following through on these next steps. Um, And it's just interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Hello. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Matt and Manson did. (laughs) 
what? <laughs> There's two people. One's Matt and one's Madsen. I'm inside Mass. <laughs> Manson, Washington. Oh. oh. I thought it was like uh, I thought Manson was like the name of his titan. Yeah, he was and then like I was like, is Manson his last name? Like Charlie Manson. Yeah. yeah, I thought he was inside his head. Yeah, but Charlie Manson was writing as this guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, GameScoop, big fan. Come Don't worry, not Charlie Manson. <laughs> uh, Matt says I noticed that both Justin Davis and Sam Claiborne That's chose me. mustaches. Oh. A Metroid game as their favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been keeping up, all the IGN editors have been posting lists of their favorite games of all time. Justin's was Super Metroid. Yeah. I love that box art. Oh that God, how good is that game? It always bothers me that she's hitting him right on the chin, though. Why? Right. No, it's going underneath his chin. It's hitting his shoulder. Oh, is it? Yeah. Come on. I don't think so. His shoulder's way up by his head. There's it also I, looks like she's actually avoiding the word Super Metroid. Like, they exist in the world, and they're falling like on her. Like it's falling on yeah. her. <laughs> and also, they're at the foot of Godzilla, apparently. Yeah. No, it's Kraid. That's Kraid. It just looks like Godzilla's feet. Yeah. Me. Also, Ridley doesn't have any genitalia. What? Mm. What? What? You, what? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, oh. <laughs> anyway uh, he says, I like both these picks because Metro is probably my favorite game series of all time. Good man, Matt. Followed by the Max Payne series and the Halo series. Max Payne? Wow. <laughs> Surprising, I know. Metroid and Max Payne. Uh, I think the new Metroid game for the... I think that a new Metroid game for the Wii U makes sense. And it has the potential, along with big titles like Smash and Mario Kart coming soon, to make the Wii U a console that people want to buy. So I have two questions. Number one. Do you think a good Metroid game could make a difference on Wii U? No. A difference being, I think, does he think, do we think it'll sell consoles for Nintendo? It will sell consoles, but it will not sell enough consoles. Like, if, you, if you were super into the Metroid games, I would think you'd already have a Wii U. Yeah. yeah. I'm super into the Metroid games, and I don't own a Wii U. You don't own, do you own consoles? Yeah, I have a PS4. You'll be buying all these when you get the baby, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a good choice. <laughs> I made Having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little too late now. <laughs> um, no, I think a lot of people want Metroid, but I don't think traditionally Metroid's a big system seller. Nope. I also, yeah. I also think about, I, I loved Metroid Prime, but I want to see them go back to 2D. I would rather see a Metroid on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Is what I, I would rather see a 2D Metroid on the 3DS. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been saying that they want new Super Metroid, you know, in, yep. the same, in a similar vein as uh, New Super Mario. Holy, yes. you just oh, broke. I <laughs> hadn't thought of that until you uh, said it. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and that's what people, people were a little bummed to see 3 when Retro announced that they were working on uh, yeah. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze because they wanted Well, Metroid, Metroid Other M was just the definitive Metroid story and gameplay that you didn't need. Street trash. Need anymore. No, that is that is <laughs> sidewalk garbage. And I had seen Side the note. Metroid, and it was nice to me. And then I saw that guy I used to date. I am Samus, and also the girl from Winter's Bones. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, oh, I'm thinking of Lovely Bones. Remember yeah, the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while since I dusted off that Game Scoop joke to make fun of the other M. Yeah, the one where the ghost was talking and had no emotion. They made a whole game out of that for some reason. Yeah, that was uh, Beyond you know? Two Souls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> side note, you mentioned the new Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Tropical Freeze. Yeah. That's what it's called. Sold abysmally its first week in Japan. <laughs> That's not good for business. In Japan. Yeah. That game's uh, real good, though. Yeah. yeah. It, only, it sold just over 30,000 copies Ooh, uh, in Japan. Jesus. And the last, uh, the last Donkey Kong Country came out for Wii U, right? Uh, no, for Wii. It was uh, Donkey oh, Kong. Oh, sorry, sorry. For yeah, Wii. for Wii and for 3 Donkey Kong Country yeah. Returns, that one sold like 140,000 in its first week. So that's like... Tropical Freeze looks to... so good. Yeah, it's real good. No one's yeah. buying it, though. Uh, anyway, I think even. to sum up, answer the question, we would love a new Metroid game, but probably wouldn't expect it to just send we use flying options. Yeah, things like Mario Kart and Smash Brothers are uh, far more important mm-hmm. in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things. Okay, he had a second question. Mm-hmm. Matt in Washington, Manson, Washington, had a second question. I'm still... Uh, <laughs> that whole town is like, oh, damn it, Charlie Manson. What? <laughs> <laughs> ruin our name for everything. Them in Hitler, California. <laughs> uh, is there really a Hitler, California? No. <laughs> because there is, there is a, you know, a photography shop down the street called Adolf Gasser. Yeah, That's a real I thing. That. I, I walk by it often. Ooh. What game series do you think is overdue for a new game? Advance Wars. Yes. That's a good oh one. Oh my god, that is an awesome pick, yes. Yeah. I picked it in my, my top games piece. I Look said, how good Advance right? Wars is. I said, like, how, how, where, how, how'd that picture get up there so quick? See, no, because now they're doing it in, a, it's not in a better sense. We're now it's not just covering us with a still frame. <laughs> so how does he Or Auntie's daughter's face comes up in black. <laughs> how does he decide <laughs> if it's going to go over us or if it's going to go behind us? That's, it's up to them. You know, it's oh. their, I told them it's up to their judgment. Alex, feather it real quick so it goes back and forth between. <laughs> 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 Everybody's seizure. <laughs> there it is. 
That's a party. Anyway, yes. How is there not an Advance Wars game on 3DS? That how did those sell? God, I loved those games. They sold pretty. They sold. Why okay. is there not yeah. another one yet? Uh, because Intelligent Systems made they made Fire Emblem, which did crazy good numbers. Mm, they made true. the WarioWare games, which did crazy good numbers. Wow. Um, they just that company, that studio, is so hot within Nintendo. Everything they touch is incredible. That game yeah. studio. That, that game studio, but not that game studio, Intelligent Systems. I want two, nope, three things. I want a new Earthbound game, mm-hmm. I want a new Banjo-Kazooie game, and I now, want a new Blinks the Time-Sweeping Cat. I'm, I'm okay. going to yeah. disqualify one of your picks. Because this question was, <laughs> what game series do you think is overdue? And is there only one Earthbound game released over here? That's right, yeah. I don't think it counts as series. Get out. Damn your sweater. <laughs> Oh, we end the beard. Take <laughs> <Just laughs> it off. Well, what were your other picks? Uh, Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. And Did you like Nuts and Bolts? I appreciated it, but I didn't like it. I actually liked Nuts and Bolts. We called it the definitive Banjo Kazooie game. No. Who called nobody, it that? Nobody called Eric it. Eric Brevig? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to say I'm going to go but, back and see him. I said, that. <laughs> it would be cool to get another Banjo Kazooie game. What was the other one? Uh, Blinks the Cat. Remember that? The, for, yeah, I, I never the original Xbox. It. Original it was pretty Xbox awful. Blinks it was real server. awful. Yeah. He was a cat, and he had a time-traveling vacuum cleaner. Okay. Also not a series, I don't think. Nope. There was two of them. Oh, so I thought there was go. only one. No. What was the second one? Ah, uh, Blinksy, Blinkser. There was two of them. Don't worry about it. Don't anyway. worry about it. Fred, what was that you like to see return? Padapon? You can't say Ghost House. I whatever. said Padapon. Okay. Ghost House, I'm not going to say. You like Ghost House? Ghost House was perfect. It doesn't uh, need to come back. Who doesn't love it? Come on. Did you have a Master System? How do you know this game? I just liked Ghost House. On <laughs> what do you, mean? you didn't answer my question. <laughs> Don't worry. Where about did it. you play the game? You didn't. On my computer. Oh, you're stealing. Okay. Anyway, uh, traded, he's, he's, traded in games are doing a lot of damage <laughs> to the industry, but maybe just <laughs> straight up stealing games. That's gonna be a good lesson. To show the people in jail, Ransky. <laughs> Put the bars over them. that <laughs> 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 Anyway, Patapon, yeah. Yeah, Patapon, it's time. Where's my Patapon Vita? Where's my Patapon PS4? Where's just the collection of 1, 2, and 3 in an HD version with trophies? Whatever happened to Loco Roco? That wore out its welcome. I thought you were going to say Loco Cycle. And I was like, that was racist. It did not sell. (laughs) We never heard anything about Loco Cycle once it came out. Nope. I want a baby. I want a third explosion, man. Mm. Mm. Baby explosion, man. I want Shadow Complex. Baby explosion, man, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yep. Do that one. It's kind of like Super Meat Boy. There was a boom block you didn't two, answer. right? Can we get a boom block three? I my answer was gonna be Advance Wars. You shout oh, it out before man. I Yeah. Yeah, boom blocks is really good too. Boom blocks really yeah. good. Spielberg retired from the from the biz though. He's like, I've perfected games. Now I'm just gonna make <laughs> TV shows about games, and, kind of. And, Never asked me about this. And again. Abraham Lincoln movies. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I want his next big movie to say from the creator of Boom Blocks. That'd be mm-hmm. hot. That'd be hot. Boom Blocks is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Both those games were really, really still, good. Still yeah. play it when we have people over sometimes. You can do another one on Wii U. Yeah. Oh. Or an assistant people own. Connect. They can make money, too. Or they can make blue black <laughs> toys. Yeah? Yeah. I, I mean, guess those are just Lincoln Logs or Jenga. Sure. Aren't they, throw, like, like, aren't they just blocks? Yeah. I don't know. Seems like Angry Birds took that. They took boom blocks, and they said, well, what if we actually put characters in it? Like, uh, yeah. Rovio. Rovio. Okay, this is static variable. It's like a superhero name. No. Yeah. Or like a transformer, kind of. I really enjoyed your recent podcast discussing upcoming RPGs. Ah, is there an RPG on the PS Vita you would recommend for someone just getting into RPGs? Persona 4? Yep, absolutely. Golden. Come on, Persona yeah. 4 is so great. There it is. Good Ransky, good job. That is the one. Good. That's the one, everybody. Now, Don't go to that website. Go to IGN.com though, to read about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have not actually played this game. Yet. Really? Oh, wow. Yet. It's really but You're in for a treat. I know. Yeah. Everybody loves this game. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, like, we always talk about it, like, it takes... Not a special JRPG, but I'm very particular in my RPGs, mm. right? Like I don't like fantasy all that much. When you start going back to medieval times, I start losing interest. What about the restaurant medieval times? I've never gone. Oh, And they really? had them in Chicago, yeah, too. I just never Schaumburg. went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schaumburg, you know all about it. Yeah. Um, but Persona, like, just the fact... The, the, Persona 4 and Persona 3, the fact that they grounded them in... You're in high school. Yeah. Like, you get there and you start, and the beginning of the game is totally just a high school sim of you being the new kid sure. in school and making relationships and talking to friends and joining clubs and doing all this stuff. That's great. And then by the time they introduce the fact that, now go fight monsters yeah. and d- grind for hundreds of yeah, hours. Yeah. You're like, all right. God, the localization for it is so good. That right. Despite the fact that it, it takes place in Japan and, and has, like, 
very Japanese elements to it. Like it feels so authentic. Like yeah. it feels like high school. Yeah, really the well done. Ships you build and everything. Yeah, yeah. voice acting is really great. Yeah. It, perfect for the Vita. It's funny that you know yep. it was a PS2 game, and then it got repurposed for this, and it fits yeah. so well. The definitive edition. The one definitive could say. edition. They all yeah. say that's the one to get. There's also. Uh, Ease came out recently. I think it might be a collection of older Ease games. Yeah. Colmore already reviewed it. He gave yeah. it like a seven five. Uh, the Celsius one? Yeah. I'm playing that right now. Okay. Okay. It, yeah, it's a fun. He sold me on it. Colin knows my taste and knows how I am. He said it <coughs> plays like Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Oh. And because that's I loved Reckoning, and so I would just turn it on, but I would mute Reckoning because I didn't care at all about the story, yeah. and then I would just go out and do stuff. And it is like that. I mean, it's not obviously it's pretty or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You run up, you destroy stuff, you switch yeah. between characters. It's also it's a lot of good uh, PS1 games you could download. Sure. Old uh, Vagrant well, yeah. Story, Chrono Cross. Old Final Fantasy games. Yeah. yeah, Colin keeps trying to sell me on Danganronpa too. That's, that's a, a visual RPG. novel. No, I know it's yeah. li- it's like Phoenix Wright, but it's similar in the fact yeah. of like you know you're getting this team together of students who are going out and doing yeah. stuff. Yeah, that game has a trash name. Yeah, like, really yeah. I would. Yeah, I mean, I'm embarrassed. Trigger to say happy that. havoc. Yeah. We, we actually talked about this recently. Like I, we're. we're uh, Glad that there are still companies that bring over these Japanese yeah. names, and they just they kept the Japanese name. Sure. Like, that's, cool. Yeah. that's cool. You get in a situation where like that, the most of the people that that game appeals to would be maybe upset if they were to change the name or change too much about it. So it's like, huh. But know. if it appeases me, then, mm. yeah. then Marty's it's all about. Marty's out of the for Marty. Yeah. Anyway, Persona Golden. Yeah. Persona Four Golden. Yeah. Definitely that's the one to go for. Yeah, go for. Uh, before we go this week, what are we gonna play this weekend? I keep holding my breath. That's how Park Review Code will walk in. Because I'm desperate Ooh. to play that game after playing yeah. it for preview. I'm so crazy for it. But that Titanfall March 11th? Yeah. March 4th? Yeah, it's March 4th. Yeah, March 4th and then Titanfall. March 11th, yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, a couple weeks away. Yeah. I'm playing a lot of uh, Donkey Kong, a lot of Bravely Default. Donkey Kong. Which is Kong. awesome. Uh, but I'm also playing a review game right now. I'm not sure I could say what it is, but it's something I've been looking forward to. Ghostbusters. Since. Since Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. God, that was a long review period. Yeah, no, you will play, that's all I saw yeah. you play when I looked over there. I was yeah. like, this poor bastard. Yeah, I so. Come by every day with the gun to your head. I'm like, not today. <laughs> Maybe he'll be done. Um, yeah. Look out for that. Okay. Yeah. What are you playing? I'm playing play four things right now. I'm a busy guy. My that. amount of free time is not going to dip or change at all Ooh. in the coming months. Nope. It's just going to continue. You're just uh, trying to get all the games out of your system, man. Uh, Thief. Uh, I'm, I'm playing that too. Uh, Do you like it so far? We're not allowed to talk about it. Okay. We're under strict embargo. Okay. Um, banished on the PC. I meant to play Thief last night, then I'm like, I'll just check out the city builder and see how it is. And five hours What's later... What's banished? Uh, it's a game where you... Uh, it's a little bit like the Settlers. Okay. So um, you build a town and build up a village, and then you assign different people different jobs. But it's uh, it's really, really hard, and like people die and get diseases and stuff, but it's non-combat. Like okay, You're never like fielding like an yeah, army yeah. or anything. Like You're just sort of trying to survive in the environment. Oh. And, Build like okay, now I need to build a chapel and this and that, and it's great. A bunch of people tweet me about it because they know I'm a SimCity fan, but I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, pick I it thought up about now. you and I should maybe do some let's plays. Okay. Um, I'm playing a board game, playing Lord of the Rings, Doesn't the card game. Baby and game. Baby I'm game. playing Baldur's Gate. Still I thought you were gonna Baldur's say I'm Baldur's playing Boggle. Boggle. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Boggle these yeah. days. I, I never played a Baldur's Gate game before, so I've been. Oh wow! I've been, really? I've been playing it and live streaming me just failing the whole time and not knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> I like it. I finished Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, ah. yes. which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I still have Wind Waker HD oh. when I get finished. And I'm still playing through all the... I uh, play the NES Remix minigames. Oh, yeah. Try to do a few of those every night. But that, I don't know. Have you, you played it? Yeah, I played I it. For much of it? Yeah. Uh, I, I liked it for like an hour, <laughs> and then I sort of got... I was like, all right, I, I get it. Yeah. I get what you're going I love for. it. Yeah. Um, the Final Golf minigame is a bitch. <laughs> Colin it's Sam terrible. Claiborne. It's uh the challenge is like get you know get yeah. the ball in the hole with one shot and you're like yeah. you know you're not like on the green. Yeah yeah yeah. Or on uh-huh. the, the, you know, yeah. They get yeah. really 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 hard. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's fun. I think that <clears throat> I almost just died ah. just now. <laughs> That's how you would have wanted to go. <laughs> he died doing what he loved, outroing Game Scoop. <laughs> You go down and immediately Aransky has the Tombstone B-roll pop up. Like, oh, no! <laughs> Do you think we still put this episode up? Well, what do you mean? Gonna put it oh, if he died? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Are you that'd kidding? Be, that'd be like, your million. A Damon Hatfield's one goal in life is a million oh, view games. Also, and that is a guaranteed. headline. Watch uh, an IGN uh, editor uh, die. Uh, and all the comments are, I'm sad it wasn't Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You have my permission, if I die on GameScoop, to put it up. Great. Oh, okay. That is all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Justin. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop. I've said that many times in the past. Since. Do you know what you're watching? And route.
there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut melanie linsky i wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet jason ritter i can break things and pick locks and kill people michael stuhlbarg the whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better ari grainer no don't whet its appetite what are you an idiot me justin bartha that's not just any egg cream that's a lemke's special and all narrated by the hilarious richard kind this is the story of harry dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.